All right, so I'm here with Speedy. What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Peace to the family, man. Welcome to another episode of the Life is Speedy show. You know, there's a collab going on. Introverts sitting right in front of me, the intro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, Speedy, introduce yourself to everybody. I'm Speedy. I'm a social media guy. Let me stop. Nah, I'm I'm Speedy, man. Speedy Shepherd. I'm an athlete, substitute teacher, freelance guy. Play some my pro football, man. I'm a public figure, man, in regards of everything. So, you know, I'm here to inspire others, man, and, and speak life into others. I'm the wisdom man. So I'm just here collabing with the intro, introvert. This guy right here, man, is, 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 a, is a legend in the making right now, man. I'm not, nah, I'm not even I'm not even blowing them up or nothing like that, but this is real. This is the real deal right here, man. I got a guy right next to me who's as hungry as anybody that I know, man. And we got something going on with each other right now, man. Where we're collabing, we're making stuff going, we making stuff happen. We're trying to come up and try to be young, successful men, you know? A lot of, it's, it's better to start early than late. And that's what we both doing right now. He's younger than me. He got a full head of steam, man. I think he more motivated than I am sometimes, man. He inspired me a lot, but I'm just, I feed off of people's energy, man. And, and this guy right here, man, he's a great, he's a great individual to feed off of because he has a, a very intelligent mind, man. He, he he can make things happen. He could turn, he could turn <laughs> lemon, lemons to lemonade. You get what I'm saying? So this is somebody I really, I really uh, admire, man. I admire his work. You know, as, as far as my work, I'm just out here trying to just build my brand up, you know, just like everybody else is, but... Just trying to take the adequate steps and cut the learning curve because most people don't know how to do that. You get what I'm saying? So that's that's what I'm about, man. And just trying to inspire the world, slowly but surely. I didn't pay him to say that, by the way. Nah, he didn't pay me at all. <laughs> man. I'm broke anyway. Shit. <laughs> I just got Same off of work. Yeah, yeah, I just got off of work, man. man. <laughs> but we see. But yeah, so the main reason why i wanted to bring speedy on this was because first of all this is basically the launch of something great and uh i met speedy how long ago was it well we knew each other since he was in high school so since he was a fr- when he was a freshman i was a what junior senior was i how old are you i'm 20 you're 20 so yeah you definitely i think he was a freshman you played with my cousin Kwame, right williams yeah, but he was a sophomore. He was a sophomore when you was a freshman? Yeah. All right, so yeah. Damn, four years. So when I was a senior, just leaving college, he was a freshman. So well, leaving to college, he was a, he was a freshman. So that was somebody I, I always knew him through, you know, the younger guys and stuff like that. And I always knew he was a cool kid. You know what I'm saying? Every time we see each other, we always dab each other up, say what's up. And then we always connected through social media. And then that's when I... Something caught my eye. I'm like, hold on. Like, yo, this kid got, yeah, he got, he got like a, a vision or something. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. So I hit him. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, what you doing? He ran everything down to me on some professional type stuff. Like, it was all professional wise. He, he gave me names. He gave me stuff that he wanted to do. I'm like, bro, this is somebody I can really connect with. And then, lo and behold, my brother now, you know what I'm saying? Been a brother, but now that's this this really my bro. Like, you guys want to know where the Life Is Speedy logo came from? You feel me? This guy gave me the ideas. He he, this this the man behind the the, the logo, man. I'm the man, but I'm the logo, but this the man behind the logo. 
You get what I'm saying? So you never know who can help you in ways. And I got to say, this guy, man, he really helped me, man. And I, I never got to thank you for that. But if I did, thank you again. I don't care. No matter. But that's how we met, man. And now we're just trying to, like, talk about, you know, stuff that stuff that really matters, you know what I'm saying? It's like mental health, for example. But before we get into mental health, we're going to talk about sports and, you know, sports. I, and I know that he played football growing up. He played football in high school, crazy athlete, just like I was too growing up. And that's that's how most athletes connect anyway, right? Like they connect like through sports, like they connect through their own sports. So that's how, that's how we all like connected. He started playing football. I was playing football already, so... And, you know, just like he knows, it's hard work that goes into it. It's hours. It's hours you got to put into that sport, in the sport. And any sport you do, man, and it's vigorous work. And sometimes it can weigh on your psyche. Sometimes it can weigh on your body, too. And when it does that, you know, sometimes it gets real hard where you, do, you don't even want to do anything. You become numb to it. He know like I know. That's why he just did that, because he know like I know, man. It's, it could be very draining, man, right? It is, and mental health and sports you know they they tag together like you know milk and cereal yeah and not a lot of people understand that so when you're when you're an athlete you're expected to do so much you know wake up early go to class and then right after class you got practice Mm -hmm. and then right after practice you got homework and study plays too and you know Especially after a football game, after a loss, you just have those people that never played sports ever in their life Word. tell you, oh, your team sucks. You, know, <laughs> you could have played better. All or or if you have those parents that, you know, are just like, you know, oh, you should have done this, this. I was like, you know, what else is there for you to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you're only one person. You're not, you know, Megatron or anything like that. You're just a kid. <laughs> what was, I got a question. Like, what was like the reason you did sports? Like, what was your main reason? Is it because you loved it or like, just use it more as an outlet? So the reason I got into sports was because of my brother. He played uh, high school mm-hmm. football at Passaic High. Um, and I was six years old. And he had gave my mom a call saying, hey, you know, this dude don't want to play football. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, I was like, yeah, I want to play football. So then I, I went, I signed up. And then that's how it all started. And ever since then, it's been, I guess you could say, it's a gateway, um, especially with people, you know, I'm me not fitting in with people, so that mm-hmm. was my that was my way, I guess you could say, of me fitting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like for me, like growing up, when you grow up in the hood, like it's either you're gonna be in the hood, you're gonna be in, a, you're gonna be on a block, or you're gonna be, and you're gonna be into some sports, <sighs> bro. I I got into sports when I was like seven years old. I started playing football when I was like eight. And I remember, I promise you, I remember there were times where, like, I had tried to play both sides, like, try to be a little hoodlum, try to do be a little delinquent yeah. <laughs> on top of, like, playing sports. And there's no balance in that. Like, you can't be both. You either all the way in or you're all the way out in one of the two. You get what I'm saying? And that street shit, <laughs> that street stuff, I could curse, right? All right, that street shit didn't last long. So... I played football since I was eight. I'm still playing football now. I'm 24 years old, dog. I got mileage on me right now. <laughs> I feel crazy sometimes. Some days I feel great. Some days I feel crazy. But I leave, I use football as more of a gateway or an outlet for me because of where I came from and how I grew up. And it literally became a lifestyle for me. And it changed me. And it 
built character. You get what I'm saying? Like, football doesn't, it's not something you just play. It really becomes a lifestyle and it becomes the way of life and how you carry yourself. The way you memorize plays, the way you go about life, the way you go hard as hell on a play, that's it, it transmigrates into life. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I am, I think that, that's, that's the way, that's the reason why me and him are the way we are today because we use football like lifestyles towards our actual lifestyles. And that's why we're so militant. We're militant. Like we're, we're very, we're like kings out here. We really like go hard at everything we do. We're dedicated. We, we have motivation, endless motivation. We write down our goals. We set like standards for ourselves. How we, we raise the bar for each other, for ourselves. And I think that's how it is with sports too. You raise the bar, you perform on high levels. Like varsity football is hard, it's hard. College football is hard and pro football is hard. So I got to, I got to play all three levels. You know, I'm playing semi-pro right now. You get what I'm saying? So, like, for you, you play college ball. Like, you play, you went through the workouts. You went through everything. Like, you know how it go. It's, it's very, like, it's, it's vigorous work. But when you go through the vigorous work, it kind of it kind of has a direct correlation with, like, how life goes when bad stuff happens. You get what I'm saying? Like, mental health issues and stuff. Like, I think... Sports and mental health is meant to go together. Like, it's, it's just like you said, it's like milk and cereal, man, because you hear athletes like Kevin Love and other people talking about mental health issues, and that's very important. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and, and that, that it's a key factor just because uh, it happened to me in, in college sports. You know, I didn't play, I didn't perform the way I should have 100%. Word. Reason why I was dealing with depression. Nobody knew why because I didn't want to speak about it. You know, I would have my coaches, uh, you know, bring me to the sidelines or whatever during after, uh, you know, practice and, you know, ask, you know, what's going on. And, you know, what my answer would be nothing. I would tell them nothing, but it would be more than nothing. I would be suffering and I wouldn't want to express myself to them, to my coaches. This happened in college. Yep. Damn. And I, I, I started two games in, in college football. I started two games. I had one opportunity where I was. It was the first game of the season, and then my second opportunity was uh, us starting against the top-ranked team in Division Three football. Yeah, and I fucked both of them up. For real? How so? How? <laughs> it's just the fact that I was going. I was so overwhelmed with college, having, like I said before, going to class, having those early meetings, and then you know having a workload of just. All, all, everything, all assignments from my my college classes, yeah. and then having to go to practice, and then remembering the plays, and there was a lot of plays to remember. And on top of that, I was homesick, and I wanted to be able to be the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about so much stuff, and you just don't know how to react towards it, it's a cold, it's a shock, bro. It's a shock, and especially I ended up getting injured this one time, and it just. It just uh, it just made me so upset, and I was just like, "Wow, I I can't go a season without getting hurt." So when when I ended up getting hurt during college, I was upset, and my my co- my the college coaches they saw that, mm-hmm. and I was and they're telling me I was like, "You're gonna be fine, you know, you're you're a tough kid," yeah. and you know the train they told me the trainer said everything, you know, there's nothing wrong, but in my head I'm just like. Man, I'm never going to be able to play a step on a field, especially in college football. It doesn't matter what division you're in. Yeah. Everybody is there to eat. Everybody's hungry. That's why it's so different from high school football. That's why I loved college football. Mm -hmm. And I I would just, like, it's just hard because, you know, you don't want to express yourself to people because you know 
you know, you you believe people don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's the main reason why I didn't want to express my feelings to other people because it's, I feel like it will just be a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. especially with my coaches wanting to help, me being hard-headed and being trying to be macho you yeah. know so, and, you know what i mean so whenever you just like deny the help yeah, but like, like nah, oh, yeah, i don't need, none, I don't need that good. yeah and deep down inside the pride it is, yeah. it is that, that pride kicking deep down in, inside bro. i needed it hell yeah man i know like for me bro like when i was in college bro like my freshman year was crazy like my freshman year was crazy bro like i all i did was i went i went to class do what i had to do but it was so new to me. I just had so much fun. Like, I was trying to have oh, yeah. fun. Trust me, I had fun. It's yeah, just... hell yeah, man. But then when, like, it's like the older you get, it's like right at that junior year, like that second year mark, that's when everything, like, just, like, take a twist. Like, it's like, it's that wall you hit. Like, damn, what else is... Because for me, sophomore year was a very revealing year. Like, that year, my, my brother had passed. Shit like that ties into your mental health, too, of course, because it's your family members and shit like that. It's funny because I'm going to tell you how it went. When I went to college, like a week before I went to college, three days before I went to college, my uncle passed away, right? Got to college, that happened. The next year, my sophomore year, like at the end of my my the end of my freshman year, going to that summer for my sophomore year, my brother died. Crazy as hell. So now I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with both losses within a year of each other. I'm like, damn, man, like it's crazy out here. Like, so I'm trying to fight that off, but I'm still trying to get used to the college like the work the, the workload and everything like that i'm failing classes I got, i'm on academic probation they like yo you can't play football they're like you can't play football if you don't get this this gpa to this i'm over here panicking i'm like yo I, I need this right now because of what i'm going through like i can't i can't not play football you get what i'm saying i gotta play football yeah. so they put me on academic probation they were instead of taking five classes per semester they, they, they gave me four classes per semester and shit so I did the four classes. I brought my GPA up. My ju- going into my junior year, you feel me? That's when, you know, you have. I had met. I had met my ex. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we. I was trying to figure out myself while trying to figure out somebody else. Yeah. So automatically, that's gonna add on to some more depression and mental health issues. Uh, alone, no just problem. that alone. No that alone is just that trumps a lot of things. You get what I'm saying? So I went through that. I was oh, in and out, in and out the relationship, not knowing what I wanted. Like, we was young. So, of course, you ain't going to know what's going on. Junior year come, we still together or whatever. Junior year, that that's that that year was like, it was like a uh, cruise control like type of year. It was like, you know, everything coasting and coasting. That's when like my senior year rolled around. That's when stuff started getting real. So, my senior year came, college. I'm still playing ball. Mind you, mind you, during football season, like, I wasn't, growing up, I was a starter. I'm going to tell you one thing. When I growing up football, I was a, I was a role player. I was, like, the best role player, though, yeah. like, on the team. So they yeah. used me for everything, yeah, like, yeah. kickoff, punt return, everything. Like, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't actually a starter. Like, growing, like, literally, I was a starter. But high school, they started knowing, like, all right, we got a little speedy guy. Like, we could use him for certain things. Yeah. So we're going to move you around. My mind, I thought I was a starter. Like, I want to start running back because I was, I don't care what nobody say. Nobody taking my running backs. Yeah, yeah, That's how I was thinking, bro. But my size, my stature, like, they like, nah, you too, like, you little, bro. Like, yeah. you're going to get crushed out. But me, I'm not hearing that. I'm not going for none of that. Like, I want to start. Yeah. I'm over here trying to prove everybody wrong, trying to, like, prove myself. Move that. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to make stuff happen. I'm trying to do what I got to do. I'm over here, like, Hold on one second, we gonna cut that out. 
word. I'm over here like, I'm over here trying to prove a point to everybody. I'm over here trying to start. I'm over here just thinking I'm this, thinking I'm that. But it took me, I think it took me until like after college to realize like, bro, you are a role player, but you're just the best role player we have. Like whatever team you get on, you're going to be the most used because you, you're the flex. I had to understand like what a flex position was. When you play a flex position, you, you, you really play everything. You get what I'm saying? That's literally a position that you play. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't understand. I understood. I knew what it was, but I didn't. I really didn't understand the magnitude like of like, all right, I'm not going to be a starter. I'm going to just be everywhere. But back then, the reason I was depressed because I wanted to start. I, I used to I used to literally be in my room like, damn, but like I every and it's like everybody know I'm good. But they like, yeah, we want Speedy to start. We want Speedy to start. But it's politics that playing into it. And then when you deal with politics, it, it weighs in on your mental health because now you're thinking like, yo, am, am I good enough? You got coaches that'll make you feel like you don't want to play the game no more. You get what I'm saying? I had some of my coaches that I that I that I played for under. Some of them didn't. They didn't. They they took the joy out of the game for me. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So it was days where it's like I don't even care about this shit. Like, I really don't. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't even, I don't care what happens at this point because it's like at the end of the day. First of all, we losing in college. Like we. My my freshman and sophomore year, we had winning records. My junior and senior year, we ain't win shit. <laughs> we ain't win shit. Like, we ain't win nothing. Yep, and I know, I, and I know you know what I'm saying? So, that also plays a part on mental health, too. Because it's like, damn, like... And then it causes the team to malfunction. It causes the team, like, friction. Everybody arguing. Everybody fighting. That causes more issues. So, subconsciously, when you, when you got so much negative energy suppressing on your psyche... It also creates an air of, all right, why am I feeling down now? And you got to understand energy, like emotion is energy in motion and it's energy in motion. So when you understand that, it's like everything is following you. So when you got the negative energy all around you, it's going to follow you no matter where you go. But if you got a positive energy to you, it's going to trump that negative energy and you won't be depressed. But in our cases, the negative energy followed us around. That's why we became depressed and that's why we did and my senior year was the worst because then my sister passed. You feel me? Yeah. So when my sister died, that's when things like got harder and harder and harder. Plus, subconsciously, I knew I was about to be done with college too. Yeah. So that was on my mind. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I don't know what is about to happen right now. Like, yeah. it was a. I promise you, Gina, it was a point where I didn't care about nothing. Not saying I was suicidal, but it was to the point where it's like I don't yeah. even care what happened. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't care. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? When you feeling that low about yourself, nobody can really know that. Nobody understand it. You get what I'm saying? Until they go there. Yeah. We've been there before. We've been there when we felt like low. Like, man, fuck, like, fuck everything. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. literally that. Like, I don't even care about nothing. But you got the resilient spirits in us that also just like, you know, that's it's the, the thing about positive energy, you could bury it as much as you want. It's always going to find a little crease to shine through the negativity. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. It takes time. It takes time, though, but you just got to find, you got to you gotta dig in the right places to get that light shining. You get what I'm saying? Like you did, like I did. So that's what happened with me. Like the mental health shit is real, man. The man, mental health life man. is real. You know, to this day, I, I mean, I still deal with it. I'm not going to, you know, lie and say and- I don't. You know, it's not, it doesn't just go away in a finger snap, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. um, especially with that, um, especially, and like, you know, me, like talking about losing games, you know, I've been losing games all my life. I played for, 
I'm not trying to bash, you know, no, my, my no. city or anything, uh, but like, you know, Forsake never really won any no, games. I think I think I think my best record in Forsake was my freshman year. Freshman year is always the best year yeah, because we freshman went, year <laughs> we went five and four. I was like, oh, we you know, we about to be elite. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's right downhill. Like Yeah, and then after my freshman year I ended up transferring and then, you know, my sophomore year we went seven and three, lost the first round in the playoffs by one point. Mm-hmm. And then after that year I tore my ACL. That was my junior year. Mm-hmm. We went 0 and 10. And then my senior my senior year we went one and nine. Damn. And then right after that, my so freshman much for year in college. A exactly. And then my freshman year in college, we won a, we won a championship. And the thing and the thing about what you just said, like think about the records. Think about the work, the vigorous work you put into the craft. So you expecting something good. And then when it don't happen, that shit sit you. It just sits you down. Like it's like, yeah. oh man, like what's going on? Like, am I doing something wrong here? Yeah. And it make you rethink a lot of things. And that's why, like, like I understand when like NBA players, NFL players talking about mental health because we we all walk in testaments of like mental health. People issues see us as stuff. a product, man. Yeah, they see us as just athletes are products to in the eyes of the you know the fans. We're we're literally figures. You ever have an action figure, and you know how people admire the action figures? We're like the action figures, but we're just human figures. You get what I'm saying? We're human public figures for people, and they act like we don't go through stuff. You get what I'm saying? People, Most people act like we don't go... They do, The thing is, they don't know that we go through stuff. Yeah, because we don't say anything. Because we don't say anything. And if we, we were to say anything, we'll be... We'll you be know, bashed labeled, for it. We'll be labeled as a bitch. Yeah, right. Bitch or, oh, toughen up or too bad this, too bad that. And it's like, when you become an advocate, when you when you don't... When you when you become an advocate of that, like me and you, we are advocates of people like that now. We 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 help people out who go through mental stuff like that. You really get to see the ins and outs on how many people suffer from the mental health issues that they go through. And me, that's why like I do my life coaching thing. Like my life coaching thing don't even be on social media. That's just like a surface of what I do. What I do on the outside, I, when I speak to people personally and stuff, that's when that's when I'm really at work. That's when I'm really on my purpose because if I can alter and shift a paradigm for you and your life, if I help that, then I did my job. I could die today and be good. Because I know in some way, some form, I inspired you. Just like I inspired my homeboy that I'm about to go by right now after this. Like, I inspire people. And that's that's just my purpose. And the thing is, you got to understand what your calling is on this planet, or on this, in this dimension. Because for the most part, I consider myself a fourth dimensional person. Third dimensional people are more like low frequency and stuff like that. We're high frequency beings. So when you put yourself in that that microcosm of things you really get to look at life differently and that's and this is like i'm 24 right now i'm going through a transition where like i'm starting to really open up my my brain more like i'm i'm open to a lot of more things and because i am open to more things i'm gathering so much information that i never thought i even like can obtain and it's crazy but i i literally looked up the etymology you know what etymology is etymology of your name bro if you type in your edit like the name and what it means you really could find your purpose in life or what you are i mean all i know is that my first name means well born uh well born in german well born in german but i'm talking about like the adam when we get off this podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you how what it is what the etymology of your name is so my name is high noble right um my name is brian so Brian means high noble, well bred, right? And the, the middle name is Curtis. My middle name is Curtis, yeah. but it means courteous. Mm-hmm. Everything that they're talking about within my name is everything I epitomize. Shepherd, 
I'm a shepherd, bro. I'm a leader. I lead the pack. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta really break down the etymology of, the, of a lot of things. When you break it, when you break, when you learn how to break down words and meanings and stuff like that. You really get to see life from a different lens, and it makes you understand more things and people better too. Because when you hear somebody's name, you think, All right. if you keep saying it, if you keep saying your name and keep thinking about what your name means, you really gonna become that subconsciously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the more you think things subconsciously, or the more you you gotta understand when you see things and you say things, your subconscious always picks up on anything you do and say and think. So when you do that, it becomes a physical reality. You don't even know why the hell is happening, but it's because your subconscious picked it up. Just like you have dreams, right? Like you have dream stuff happen, and it's like, yo, how the hell did I have a dream about this person? Maybe because you were thinking about that person like two weeks ago, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Or you thought about something happening two, three weeks ago, and then it pops up in a dream. Like, bro, like what? It's crazy, man. And that's why I say, like, mental health is all about strengthening your, your psyche to overcome things. We use football as outlets to help us propel through our mental illnesses or mental health issues. Because I don't say, I don't like saying illness. Because it's not. It's all. I think depression is really, like, it's, it's self-inflicted in a way because you let yourself go in. You get what I'm saying? When you let yourself go in, that's when it takes over you. But when you go outside meet people step out you get outside the zone the zone of the depression zone you step outside that you could defeat it anytime I, it was times where it'd be a day it'd be i'll be depressed for like an hour yeah what am i gonna do right now all right am i gonna stay in this room and be depressed for like a few more hours or i'm gonna get outside this depression zone before it consume you and an hour turns into a week an hour turns into i mean a week turns into a month you get what i'm saying so you gotta know all right I'm depressed. I'm depressed for like an hour. Right. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to go outside. I'm about to go outside and sun gaze real quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to. I got to get rid of this. Cause if I don't get rid of it, I'm. A, it's, it's like it's like a black hole. I'm gonna sink in, and I don't want to do that. You get what I'm saying? That's how. That's that's my way of defeating it. Like now, because I'm more in tune with like nature and stuff like that. I sun gaze, bro. Sun gaze, and you get all your minerals. You get all your energy from the sun. You get what I'm saying? It's it's certain mechanisms, like coping mechanism mechanisms that I have picked up during my depression stages and stuff like that. And it's different, and it's different forms of it too. It's different forms of depression. You can attest to. I'm pretty sure, like you went through different forms of yeah, it. Yeah. So with depression, I mean, it's not it's not anything like you can get over in an hour. Well, that's more of sadness. Yeah. Um, you know, feeling down. But depression is more is you know a mental state of mind where you know, where you're just you're just feeling away where uh like take for example for me I my feelings of depression after my father passed I didn't go to school for two months I didn't shower for a couple of weeks I locked myself in my room uh head under the covers no lights everything's out and you know there's no face to mental uh to depression that's why that joker movie ended up coming out that was based off you know mental illness and when you put yourself in a position with you know all right i'm gonna go outside and hang out with some friends you know somebody can make you laugh but deep down inside they can't help you on it they can't help you on the inside they and that that only lasts for you know however long you're even with them because at the end of, uh, at the end of the day when you end up coming back home after hanging out with some friends mm-hmm. you're still gonna still feel the same way as before you even left your house right um they're like 
like I in my my clothing brand Tudo brand I ended up dropping um a collection it's a mask collection so you have that that art logo that theater mask so mm-hmm. you have the happy and sad face mm-hmm. basically this you know um it epitomizes what it means right there yeah so mental illness has no face just because I'm depressed doesn't mean I'm gonna look depressed Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm happy. For instance, Robin Williams. Yeah, exactly. That's that's basically what I'm I'm feeding off of. Mm-hmm. And you know the 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 artist from Lincoln Park. Yeah. I forgot his name, but I forgot his name too. Um, what was his name? But yeah, uh, you know, the, a lot of people they you know, it, and especially with that, uh, with the guy from Lincoln Park, there was a video of him just laughing, mm-hmm. and they recorded that. And the day after that recording, you know, he ended up committing suicide. So, you know, with a lot of people, with a lot of people, you know, you, you really don't know what's going on in the, you know, in the back of their head because you they don't, don't want to say anything. You don't. People stigmatize mental health as you being crazy. You know, you're insane. You should be put in a, you know, a home. And people, when people think about you know, uh, going to a therapist, they think that you know it's it's a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. like going to the doctor. It's like getting your daily checkup. You have yes. to get you have to get that. That's that's a priority. Mm-hmm. You should you, you should see a therapist. And you know, there's a lot of resources out there to actually you know that you're able to take take over and actually take advantage of. But a lot of people feel as you know they can't afford it. Like if you have health insurance, you're able to get a therapist because your your insurance will cover it. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that, and if you're when people when mental health starts to become more popular, you, which, which you, it is, did you ever get a therapist? I did. I I, I paid for one. I don't have insurance. I ended up paying for one. Hundred dollar. Yeah. Uh, it was like a hundred dollar session, but it was worth it. Um, got you 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 pick you pick up nuggets everywhere you go. At any time you invest in yourself, you won't get a hundred percent satisfaction. Sometimes you will, but you'll yeah. always pick up little nuggets on, you know. I, I learned this is what I learned. Yeah. You know, I learned I learned this. It yeah. may be 1% of the 99% that uh, of the information that they gave you, but you you still pick something up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I agree. I agree, man. I for me, I I look at I look at mental health differently. Like you got a different like view on it, but I I always I look at it, I respect your view too because it's just it's just another way of dealing with it. You get what I'm saying? Your view yeah, of the I mean, way. I mean, I have a whole brand about it. So yeah. That's all I know. Yeah, that's all he know about it. And when you become an advocate about it, and when you that's all you know, you you build your own, you build your whole empire around it, man. And that's that that's that's how it is. And for me, the way I like, for me, I don't really, I don't look at myself as being depressed anymore because I feel like that's just a state of mind for me. For me, that's just a state of mind, and it's only if you let it get to that point. Now, some people don't have the fortitude, the mental fortitude to will themselves out of that state of mind, a state of being. Some people do, some people don't. So that's why most people go deeper than others. People go deeper into the rabbit hole. Me, I don't let myself go deeper into the rabbit hole anymore because I know how to beat it. I know how to get out of that. And that's just like, that's just another form of sadness. You being the present is just a deeper form of the sad of, of sadness. You know what I'm saying? Depression, deep. Like, it's it's the, you got to break down the etymology of the word. Like, depression is deep. You know what I'm saying? It's a deep suppression of the mind. It's a deeper suppression of your feelings. You know what I'm saying? It's a deeper suppression of your emotions and everything inside of you. So, you got to understand that. When you understand that, it's like, all right, well, that's just me being extra sad. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, a way for me to beat it is I work out. 
first of all, I'm going to I'm gonna just give y'all some nuggets real quick because y'all need to know these things because people go through this shit all the time. People need to hear this. I work out. I talk to people. I listen to music. High frequency music. I try to get my megahertz on uh, four, well, 442 megahertz. I don't try to 432 because the frequencies that come through the music, that also plays a big part on why people feel sad and stuff all the time too. If you don't know about that, look up megahertz and stuff like that on YouTube when you're done. But you got to understand, it's laughter. I laugh a lot. I try to laugh a lot. This is why I went to the 85 South Show the other day to watch DC yeah, and flying. Cool. Them, dude. It was fun. That, was, that video was fun. I watch, I watch that all the time. I watch them all the time because that's another part of me keeping myself upright. Uh, what else I do? I I just like talking to people. I just build. I always write down ideas. I'm always daydreaming. I'm always staying positive. I'm always just spreading love. I give people money. I give people everything, anything they need. If I can help it, I'm giving people whatever they need. You get what I'm saying? And that all follows. Those are like part of the seeds that I'm trying to plant for myself in life because, you know, when you plant seeds, man, the right seeds and you don't go, you don't plant them with too much expectations behind it and you know you got to let your, your your seeds grow the way they grow, then you won't be depressed. That's another reason a lot of, like, that's a... That's another, that's another reason why depression is the way it is because most people have expectations on things and outcomes of things, like outcomes and projected outcomes. And when it don't happen their way, when it don't manifest itself into what it's supposed to be in their mind, they become depressed because it's not what they plan. And the thing is, in life, it's never how you plan. <laughs> it's never how you plan in life because... Anything you anything you got planned is never gonna be the exact outcome of what everything is like what you think it is. For me, I didn't I didn't think I'd be playing. I never thought I'd go to Iceland and play football. Nah, yeah, that's surprising. I never I never thought I, was, I could. I was I, happy for you, for bro. I thank you, man. I, I never. The thing is, I never thought of it, but it was because of the vigorous work I put in the past, and that's part of putting your seeds in the right order. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That all came from the seeds you plant. You know what I'm saying? So when you understand that, it's just like, all right, I'm playing this seed right now. I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen five years from now, but I'm playing it like for real, like. Nah, yeah, and I, I, I get that. Yeah, word. And that's me. I, I play football my life. Yeah. Who would ever thought I'd become a real estate agent, have my own brand, and exactly. start a podcast? Exactly, bro. Like, who would have thought? Like, word. Like, you got your podcast. I got a podcast. You got stuff going. Like. Who would have thought? But it's never how you plan. Because we, for all we know, when we was younger, we always used to start by going in the NFL, right? Yeah, I thought. You know what I'm I saying? We I, all, gonna, I thought we, I was going to be the in the only, NFL. The only thing we banked on really was going to the league. Growing up. <laughs> yeah, that's all I really cared about. <laughs> we never thought about no backup plans or nothing, bro. Oh, but, you know, life just twists and turns its way into us having multiple outlets of and multiple sources of income and creating stuff or making, creating livings and networking and stuff like that. Gino probably would have never thought he'd be so much of an outrovert now, an uh, extrovert, I'm sorry, an uh, extrovert, because he's the most introverted person I ever met. You could just tell by his demeanor and the way he talks, he's an introvert. But you got him doing stuff like podcasts, he never would have thought this. No. Just like I never would have thought this. I was a special ed growing up. Growing up, I was in, I never knew how to talk. I never knew how to disseminate any words. I never knew how to contextualize words, anything like that. And the reason why I was in special ed because it stemmed from my my upbringing too. That's part of the reason why I had to go through the mental health little thing too. Cause growing up, I was traumatized, man. Mom, mom did drugs and shit, man. My dad did drugs. Like my uncle did drugs. Like I came from a drug like driven family. Everybody did drugs in my family. That's how my sister passed away because she was a drug addict. My uncle passed away because he was a drug addict. You get what I'm saying? My uncle was a 
was a was an addict, but he was an addict in regards of his eating. He caught a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? My my pop pop he died because he was just old. He was old. He was 91 when he passed. You I mean, feel it's me? Not you really it's not even really do about that. But more to it is, it's like growing up, man. You see a lot of things and it carries you, man. When you see a lot of things, you go through a lot of trauma as a young kid. It follows, man. No matter what you think, you think it ain't following. It's there subconsciously. It's, it's embedded in you. Especially if you really remember, like if you feel what you feel in those moments growing up, it's always gonna stick with you. You get what I'm saying? That's what, that's the reason why I am the way I am today too. Yeah. And um, uh, mental health uh, conditions happen at an early age. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, you know, yeah. like you, you grew up mm-hmm. around family that did drugs. You know what I mean? And crazy. With me, I <laughs> I moved around a lot, so I didn't. I wasn't able to actually, you know. Mm-hmm. I think the way me being an introvert happened from me moving so much. I wasn't able to settle down, be able to uh, talk to uh, different types of people because I wasn't used to the environment. When you're not used to an environment, you're not going to be the same person you are because yep. you, you can't find yourself. Yep. When you actually find yourself, you're able to you know express yourself freely instead mm-hmm. of trying to fit in with everybody else. And that's necessarily what had happened with me. I was trying to fit in with everybody else. And then when things didn't go well, then I'd try to, you know, I'd isolate myself from people. Yeah. So you try to fix this. You, you try to fit the status quo and things don't go your way. And yeah. it's like, damn. And then, but in hindsight, like when that, when stuff, because I was the same way growing up. I tried to fit the status quo. I tried to fit in with the Joneses and stuff like that. I tried to mingle with the best of them. Like, well, not the best of them, but with the whole crew, with the masses. But like, honestly, like as a young kid, when I was 13, I knew I was, I was like, I was, I was made to stand out. I really, like, I, I knew it at an early age. Like, it's the reason why this shit ain't going right for me. That's why I always think, like, it's the reason why I'm not, like, I'm not hanging with them. I didn't understand why, but I'm like, it's a reason why, but I'm like, you know, hey, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just focus on what I got to focus on. The result of that, me focusing on everything and just staying out of the loop. Today, you hear what I'm saying? Who I am today, how I carry myself as a person, how I show love, how I show gratitude, how I show empathy, how I help people, how I do what I do. Because I, I stay myself, I stay true to myself. And that's the thing. You stay true to yourself, you won't lead, you won't lead yourself down that rabbit hole. Because when you try to fit in with the Joneses and you can't fit in, you're gonna you're gonna become depressed. You get what I'm saying? You try to do everything everybody else do, you become depressed when you feel like when you realize that ain't your calling. When you realize that ain't your calling early, you'll cut the learning curve for your depression down the road. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So, it's just all about putting yourself in the right positions not to go down that rabbit hole of being depressed. Sometimes you can't help it because emotions are emotions. Yeah, but the, but the, yeah, But the best way you deal with them, you got to know how to, you know, all right, I got this going on right now. I got to know how to balance this out. All right, I'm going to do this to help this counteract that feeling. So, I won't have to go down this because... Time always ticking on us. You know what I'm saying? We all got personal clocks on us. I could die today. You could die today. You could die. You know what I'm saying? You could die any second. So I try not to get too much into the, the depression state of mind anymore because, first of all, I have, I have a lot of coping mechanisms for it, but I also know, like, it wastes time. Things Time slow down in your mind to you, but if you depressed, time really be passing by. It might feel like it's slow, but time's still ticking the same way. Yeah, it doesn't change. Get what I'm saying? It doesn't change for nobody. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. Backwards. It doesn't do nothing. Nope. So I, I always keep that in the back of my head so I won't 
ever go down that rabbit hole again. You get what I'm saying? Like, because I hate that feeling. We all hate that feeling. We feel hopeless. We hate it. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not a good feeling. It's not. It's just a, it's an overly sad, fucked up feeling. You know what I'm saying? A fucked up feeling. But, you know, sports and that, it's like, you're misunderstood as an athlete growing up, too. Just because you are macho. Everybody look at you as macho, but they think you don't got no feelings. They think you're just a robot. You're a robot. Robots ain't got no they feelings. So they associate, you. they associate you with that. So they ain't even going to consider you having feelings. So now you ain't got nobody to talk to, really. They think we Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, word. We think we, they, they think we Kawhi Leonard and shit. We ain't got no feelings, but we got the most feelings, man. We just have a coping mechanism, but that doesn't defeat it all. You get what I'm saying? Football don't defeat mental health all in one shot. It helps it, but it doesn't defeat it. That's why you got to have multiple outlets and multiple coping mechanisms for it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Football just won. And that's why a lot of people need to start doing a little research, you know, listening to more podcasts like that, that that relates true to what they actually want to find. Like, if if you're looking for an answer, you have to find that answer. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, There's so much, like the internet, we have the world in the palm of our hands and a lot of people, they're still asking for, you know, they're still asking for handouts. Like if you wanna, if you want, you know, to get something done, you you have to search, you have to look for it. Don't you have to. It's not gonna fall in nope. your lap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with me, I had to, I had like I, I had to search up a bunch of stuff. Like I I would have never known how to start an LLC, um, you know, how to get my license without doing the research for it. So mm-hmm. I mean, you could do the same thing with mental health if you don't know anything about mental health. If don't first of all, don't use WikiHow to figure out if you're, if you're <laughs> what was that WebMD or something like that. Where it tells you like if you're dying tomorrow or something. Yeah, that's that's funny though because people really be like they really believe that. They stuff. really believe that type no, of shit. I mean, man. you have it's just because you have the symptoms doesn't mean that's actually you, what you're suffering. You know from. what I noticed? Like you really could will yourself dead if you want. Yeah. Like you could literally will yourself to die if you want. If you keep on going down that rabbit hole, it's just all about what rabbit hole you're gonna take. Yeah. You're gonna take the positive, uplifting. I'm gonna live life to the fullest, and I'm gonna live a long life rabbit hole. Or you're gonna live the the daunted uh depression uh i feel like i want to do this i want to smoke drink myself till i fucking pass out rabbit hole you get what i'm saying because most people do it but like it just ways to deal with it man and 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 just like he said researching man most people are scared most and most it is most people that are depressed because a lot of people are depressed they just don't know they are sometimes they hate being alone and that's, that's one thing depression taught me, though. And I turned it from depression to happiness. I turned being in solitude from sadness to happiness. I don't know how I did it. I just did it. I just Now I just love being alone. I love being alone. I love, like, tapping in. I love diving deep and in, like, deep within in, in myself to figure out more things about myself. Because, you know, when you figure out within, you figure out without. You know what I'm saying? On the outside. And that's just a direct, direct correlation of how the universe is. Everything inward is everything is what happens outward. You get what I'm saying? But everything outward is what happens inward first. Yeah, your outer world is a manifestation of your inner world. Yes, it's a direct correlation. It's a, it's a representation of your, your inner world, you know? Everything outside of you is what, what got to do with the inside of you. So you got nice things. You got a good body. You got a... A positive energy to you, you know what I'm saying? And everything, you got money and stuff like that. That's because you manifested it on the inside before it became a physical reality. Just like Think and Grow Rich, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you read the book, like yeah. Napoleon Hill. Like he taught, he talked to you about visualizing, visualization. Visualize what you want. 
You know what I'm saying? Visualize what kind of lifestyle you want and you got to really say it with conviction. You got to really feel what you're feeling about that thing, about what you want. I manifested so manifested so many things into my life that I, when I was younger, a few years ago, I never thought I never thought I could do. But now that I know the the power of the tongue, the power of the mind, the power of the subconscious mind, and everything, and auto suggestion, I know the power of that. I use that shit like <laughs> like crayons, dog. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I use that like crayons, man, and it's easy. You just gotta know the laws, mm. and that's how you know. That's how. That's one way you could you could. Talk to yourself, man. Talk to yourself. Don't don't feel like you're weird because you talk to yourself. When you talk to yourself, it opens up an air of communication for other people. You get what I'm saying? If you know how to communicate with yourself, you know how to communicate. You're gonna be able to communicate with other people. Yeah, it's just like that meme uh, when you're your own business owner and you're talking to yourself. Don't mind it. Mind your business because I'm having a meeting with myself. Right. <laughs> right. It's, that's too. That's the. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's that's facts, man. But. But yeah, so we're just gonna wrap it up. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, wrap it up. I man. guess we had a. That was a pretty lengthy conversation. But regardless that of that, that, that went about fast. It that did, it did. And you know, we're it, there's definitely gonna be more episodes with me and Speedy for sure. Absolutely. We have a lot to talk about. This is one of many. And you know, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. So this is the intro hosted by Introvert. And yo, life is speedy. So go. Peace and love to the family, man.